We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my dear friend. I'm so honored to be spending a little energetic time with you here today on Empower Radio. You know, heartbreak, hurt, challenges, problems, hard times. I think they're unavoidable if we're human on planet Earth. But when we began to realize life is not here to torture us or beat us up, but rather teach us and help help us grow, we can begin to open our mind to the possibility that our problems are actually blessings in disguise and our challenges are opportunities for growth, evolution, and self-awareness. The way I personally found to get out of difficult times is to go within, to drop from my head and my thoughts to my heart and a place of peace inside of myself where I can access inner wisdom. It is only by rising above the level of consciousness equal to the problem being experienced can the problems be seen from a higher perspective and become more clear. This is when they can be left behind. It may not happen immediately, but it can't happen at all if we don't take responsibility and if we don't have that intention to grow and go higher in our altitude and awareness. Before I opened my mind to that possibility, before I set that intention for myself, I was in a world of hurt. Abraham Hicks has a quote, you cannot continue to beat the drum of things that don't feel good when you beat them without filling your future experiences full of things that don't feel good. So when I was having a conversation with God about how painful and horrible my life was, what I heard very clearly was, you cannot move forward when you're constantly looking backwards. And that is what I was doing. I was looking in the rearview mirror with regret. I was looking at past relationships where I was hurt and betrayed. And I um, dwelled on these memories. And I had conversations with people about all this awful stuff that had happened to me and how life wasn't fair. And on some level, I felt like God didn't like me very much. I was a victim. I was a victim of life. And I got to the point, I didn't want to be here at all because it was just so unfair, so unjust, so painful. But then I had that conversation with God and I got clearly, I was going to have to have a different conversation with people, with myself, with, with spirit, I got that I needed to start opening my mind to looking for what was good and right rather than what was bad and wrong. And you know what? There wasn't much good and right at that point. I didn't perceive hardly any, but I had to open my mind to the possibility that I, I have to find gratitude. And even if it's just for breath, okay, at least I can be grateful that I'm taking this next breath. And then the gratitude began to expand. Okay, there are blue skies. Yes, yes, there's a bird that's singing and that's really cute. I had to really open my mind and practice a new muscle. It was really a very different way of being than the past couple of years. I had to stop telling my story and it was a good story. I could get almost anyone to feel sorry for me, but then I realized it doesn't really feel that great to be pitied. And I didn't want to pity myself. I didn't want to be a victim anymore. I had to open my mind to the possibility that everything that was happening was happening for me 
not to me. That on some level, this was for my highest good, even though I couldn't figure out why. And because I think I opened my mind and heart to learning and growing and ascending and getting out of this um, well of goo and grief, uh, certain teachers came along, certain books fell into my lap. And uh, I remember being in a bookstore once and literally I'm sitting down on the ground um, in the self-help section and a book kind of just fell out. And it was um, Gary Zukoff's book, Seed of the Soul. And I started reading that book and it was exactly what my soul wanted me to read. So to move from one's head to their heart, to move from the ego and the pity party and the victim to that place of being um, empowered. It's not an easy journey, but again, it can't happen at all if we don't, I think, set the intention and invite that relationship. And I feel like God just kept putting out these breadcrumbs. It's like, okay, come this way, come this way. Read this book by Gary Zukav. Read this book by Joan Boryshenko. Read these books by Deepak Chopra and Bernie Siegel. And then a friend of mine said to me, Tammy, you know, I think there's a school that you would really like. It's about the body-mind-spirit connection. And I was like, I felt a little spark inside of me that I hadn't felt for a long time. It was like this little antenna went up. And I was like, well, that sounds interesting. So I went to go check out this school and it felt like there was more breadcrumbs, more God winks, more grace. It's like, yes, keep going this way. And I um, ended up taking some classes that helped me heal while also um, supporting me in supported me in um, stepping into a different career. I started studying cranial sacral and polarity balancing. And then one of my uh, fellow students told me about a school uh, about hypnotherapy. And I was like, I could, I could like kind of get into that. So I studied hypnosis and became a hypnotherapist. And then another school, uh, found its way to me where I got my uh, degree in spiritual psychology. A lot of healing work happened there as I was learning to be a counselor. And, uh, it's that saying physician heal thyself. I knew I wanted to be a helper and healer, but in order for me to be effective, I was going to have to heal some of my own hurts. I couldn't just put a Band-Aid on things or do a spiritual bypass. I really had to get in, dig in, and do my own work. And I would ask God, well, how do I be a helper? How do I be a healer? And I got first, heal your stuff. Second, love the one that's in front of you. And that became my intention, just to be present, to be in my heart, to be in loving relationship with whoever was in front of me. And that meant you know, at the grocery store, at Starbucks, even in traffic, somebody slipped me off to be in my loving. And uh, it wasn't easy at first because if somebody's not being loving with you, it can be hard to be loving in return. But as I strengthened that spiritual muscle, as I started spending more time in my heart and in my relationship with, I think, source and my soul, what I get when people aren't loving, it's because they're hurting they're in the place of disconnection. They're in the place I have been in my past. And um, it deserves compassion. And so as I've cultivated compassion for myself and my story, and I now have compassion for others that are really in that space of disconnection, I continue to, I think, ascend in my consciousness. Things seem so much more clear. 
Life used to be so confusing when I was in that place of pain. So if you're in pain, just know that if you have that intention to clear and heal and go higher, that eventually things are going to start to make a lot more sense. Life is on your side, despite what things look like, despite what things feel like. It could be that you're here to clear some karma. I think a lot of the relationships that we find to be the most challenging are people that we've maybe had dances with before. We've had relationships with before. Um, There was a saying a spiritual teacher once said, everybody you meet, you've met before. So it's like a perpetuation and continuation of these relationships and these dances. And maybe some of those relationships didn't end so well in maybe past lives or past experiences. So we're here to kind of clean that up. And what I found um, it takes to clean things up is to forgive them, forgive ourselves and to heal. Because what, what can happen is if somebody did us wrong, like I think my ex-fiance did me very wrong and I can stay on that pendulum of judging him because he was a perpetrator and I was a victim. But then what I get very clearly is like if I keep him on the hook, I stay on the hook and then the pendulum swings back and it's going to be the other direction. And, and I feel like that pendulum has swung back and forth for many lifetimes. And now I want to get off this ride. And that was where I heard clearly, you have to let this go. You have to forgive. And I think sometimes it's hard. Maybe it's always hard to forgive another. But I feel like I kept him on the hook for as long as I did because I didn't want to have to take responsibility for my own actions, my contribution to the situation. I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't want to look inside of myself that deeply because it wasn't pretty. It's kind of like this Pandora's box. I am not opening that. (laughs) And I see that a lot with people when they want to come um, talk to me about counseling or just healing. It's like, well, are you really willing to look within? And quite often that answer is no because it's scary and it's not easy and we can be confronted with um, these dark places inside of ourselves, the guilt, the shame, the um, issues of unworthiness. Um, And it's hard to look at those things that deeply. But what I found was if we have the courage to do that, and if we can bring love and compassion to the places inside the hurt, if we can accept God's love and compassion for our journey and our process, despite how mm, unattractive it might have looked, there is no judgment. God does not judge us. God perceives us as his children. And yeah, we've tripped, we've stumbled, we have fallen, and we've tried to take others with us. We've maybe done and said things that weren't kind that we look back on and just like, oh, that's not really who I want people to think I am. It's not who I want to think I am. But if we can look back and I love the phrase Pono has, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. I've said that phrase repeatedly to people from my past that I, I'm embarrassed of how I've treated. And there are occasions I hear it back from them. And to me, what that means is that all is forgiven and we are free. That's the greatest karma cleaner of all. 
My teachers would say far more, quote unquote, negative karma is created by the um, perpetuation and carrying of guilt and judgment and unforgiveness than any other thing that we do, any other action we've ever taken. So the most important thing we can do is to choose to forgive, to choose to forgive others, to choose to forgive ourselves. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And sometimes we have to fake it till we make it. It took a long time for me to be like legit with that phrase and, and feel those um, authentic feelings of forgiveness and appreciation and love for my ex-fiance. But what I get is um, when we transition, those people that we've had the most challenging times with are on the other side of the veil and they're going to be like, sorry, but I played my part well, well, right? Because we cast them. We cast them in the role of our lives. There's, there's a place in central casting, I think, on the other side of the veil where it's like we have these agreements to have these relationships in support of clearing our karma and opening our minds and hearts to um, authentic healing. And again, we can stay on this karmic pendulum and go back and forth and do the dance repeatedly until we finally get to the place where it's like, I'm tired. This isn't so much fun anymore. And I want, I want peace. I want freedom. I want to heal. And um, as we take responsibility and say yes to this, I do believe when we heal, we don't heal alone. Another thing I found is I can't fix anybody else. I can't rescue anybody else. But by virtue of taking responsibility for fixing and healing myself, I can become um, a ripple of love in the world. I can support others in ways where I'm not efforting. It's just um, a state of beingness, not something that I do. And I can see in situations where I've tried so hard, and maybe you can relate to this, where I want to help this person. I'm going to rescue this person. I'm going to teach this person. And then it doesn't go the way you want it to. And it can be frustrating. It can be disappointing. And it can be painful. I can't tell you how many friends I've had from my past that it's like, I'm going to help this person. I'm going to give them some money. I'm going to give them a place to live. I'm going to like pour some of my heart into them so that they can feel better. And um, I don't know if I can really come up with an example of where that's gone well for me. It's like I've been abandoned. These people are like, you know, leave me in the dust after they get healthy and the, and they're, they're mad at me too. So it's like, I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to live the principles, dance in my light, celebrate my connection with source and um, enjoy the journey more and just let people have the dignity of their process. Even if it doesn't look very dignified to me. So it can be hard to love somebody more than they love themselves. But it, that's where the quality of compassion comes in again. My teachers um, once said to me, compassion is the only emotion left for the fully realized human being. I don't think I'm fully realized at this point, but my intention is to go as high as I can. And uh, I wouldn't be opposed and would even um, invite uh, enlightenment in this lifetime if possible. And so I do feel I am residing more and more in that place of compassion for myself, for my journey and for other people that I see that are struggling so intensely. 
and some that are struggling just slightly, it still deserves compassion because what I know is that no one that has ever incarnated as as a human being has got out scotch-free without experiencing a lot of pain. This (laughs) human journey on this planet of free will and choice is a tough gig. And if you're breathing and if you're human and if you're hearing my voice, just know that I am acknowledging you in this moment. I am thanking you for saying yes to this human experience. Yes to your soul. And I um, am extending blessings of just respect and appreciation. And I hope that you um, are seeing yourself somewhat objectively and your journey somewhat objectively and saying, yeah, you know what? I, I do deserve my own compassion. I can look at my childlike self, inner child, my childhood and know that there were moments of hurt and heartbreak. And that little kid inside of me deserves a hug or an acknowledgement or a blessing of compassion I think we become spiritual adults when we take care of the inner child the way we wished our parents or others would have. And it's not that our parents did a bad job or didn't do the best they could because I think we all are doing the very best we can. But even if we had the most perfect parents, there are still times where we experience disillusionment because that's the nature of being human. That's the nature of separation. That's the nature of being incarnated as um, an individual. It's a blessing and it can feel like a curse and it's a double-edged sword. But I think we do this so that we can enjoy the celebration of oneness when we return. My intention is to get to that place before I transition to the other side of the veil, to die before I die, to live more um, of the qualities that are part of um, our spiritual nature, because this is a planet of duality, right, wrong, good, bad, black, white, light, dark. But above this reality is a reality of unity, of truth with a capital T, of unconditional love, of peace, of bliss. So my intention is to embody and experience more of those qualities of unity, love, peace, connection, compassion, and bliss while still on this side of the veil. And um, I would say the experiment's going pretty well. And I am feeling more and more at home here. I used to feel like this was such a strange planet and it's not my home planet. And maybe it's nobody's home planet. But as we explore, experiment and experience what we perceive our home planet to be like and bring more of those qualities here to earth. I think that's how we feel better. That's how we um, find our blessings and our gifts that we are designed and inclined to share and how we can start to be a light worker in the world. And I think by saying yes to your unique expression, yes to your light, as you settle into that place of compassion and joy and connection to your soul inside of yourself while you're still human. That's how the healing occurs, not just for you and within you, but for those around you. And it may not occur 
the way you want it to or the way you think it should or it might not look like how you prefer for it to. But I think you can know for sure that the ripple effect of you saying yes to being human will continue to bless the planet. You know, when I first started doing this radio show, I was like, well, I don't know if anybody's going to be listening. And what I got was, it doesn't even matter. That's a bonus. I'm just here to sing God's praises and um, speak the principles of truth. And it will continue to ripple out and resonate for eternity as um, your existence is and will So I hope you're settling into your heart and settling into that place of home inside of yourself and opening your mind to the possibility that you are an exquisite, unique, important, valuable expression of the divine. The more you know that, the more you believe that, the more you can start to perceive the God winks and the breadcrumbs and the blessings that God has for you that can move you in the direction that is for your highest good and the highest good of all concerned. It's sort of like we get out of our own way. We get out of our own mind. We start to live more from the heart than the ego, from the soul than from the personality. And this is when things can start to make a lot more sense. Life becomes more clear, more simple. You know, when I was struggling so much, it seemed so confusing. And as I've said yes to the healing work, life is so simple. To keep it simple is to just bring it back to love, love for ourselves, love for the universe, love for our neighbor, and even to love those that aren't behaving very lovable like So I, I hope that you know that you are lovable, that you are important, that you are exquisite. You are the child in whom God is well pleased. When I first heard these things years ago, I was like, yeah, that's for everyone else. It's not for me. And um, eventually I cracked open and went, well, maybe that's for me too. Maybe that's true for me too. And I feel the work has just simply been opening that crack wider and wider and wider to be able to receive that truth that God loves me, that I am adored and and that I am important. The more I've opened myself to that notion, the more I've received incredible bounty and blessings in my life. And I hope that this resonates for you. And I hope you're opening your mind to open your mind even more, opening your heart more and more to receive the blessings that are here for you. Years ago, when I struggled to accept the compliment, God said, how do you expect to receive the riches of the universe if you can't even graciously receive a compliment? And that became my homework to say thank you, to be present and to graciously receive the kindness that was in front of me, whatever that looked like, to be present and receive and just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so kind and generous of you. And as I've done that, my heart has opened more and more. That container to receive goodness and grace and blessings and gifts has continued to expand and we manifest what we can hold for. I'm holding for a lot these days. My life looks radically different than when I was struggling financially in a very not good neighborhood in Southern California. I have my big, beautiful home, my awesome, amazing husband, these incredible horses. I'm living heaven on earth. 
but I couldn't have gotten here had I not used that pain as a springboard to catapult me into these higher realms. And it's because I set those intentions to authentically heal and live the qualities of unity, bliss, peace, gratitude, compassion, and great love. So I hope some of what I'm saying resonates for you, that it's given you some food for thought, maybe open your mind to experimenting with some different possibilities, because that's what's going on here. We're spiritual scientists. It's hard to learn our lessons vicariously through someone else. But when we're ready to learn our lessons, there can be other teachers, way showers and light workers that maybe are a little bit further along the path that can guide you and set down breadcrumbs and support you in taking that next step with a little bit more hope, with a little bit more clarity, with a little bit more peace. And that has become my intention to become just a pinpoint of peace on this planet. There's enough chaos and craziness. I want to be the change I want to see. And uh, what I want to see is just more peace and compassion. So that's how I like to roll. And I would be very interested in knowing how you are rolling, how you are doing, how you are feeling. If you want to go to my website, TammyBPhD.com, I have a free ebook there about removing the obstacles to your path of prosperity and great love and a guided meditation to support you in opening your heart a little bit more, removing those subconscious blocks so that you can relax into your authentic shape, so you can relax into your alignment with your soul self and source so that you can become the person you are always destined to be, which is exquisite, which is creative, which is beautiful, which is soulful, which is remarkable. So please be in touch with me. Let me know how you're doing. TammyBPhD at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook. Instagram. Love to be in conversation with you. So take good, gentle care of yourself. I love you. Onward and upward. Bye for now. <laughs>